This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Red Valley is intended for mature audiences and contains scenes some listeners may find distressing. Please go to redvalleypod.com for full content warnings on every episode. Do you want to continue? Blue Sky, add lasagnas to the shopping list. I've added lasagna sheets to your shopping list. No, lasagnas. Microwave lasagnas. No, lasagnas. Fuck's sake. Hey, Blue, add microwave lasagnas to the shopping list, please. Would you like me to add microwave lasagnas? Yes. How many microwave lasagnas? Five. I I don't know, seven. Will do. Thanks. Would you like an update on your work communications? What? No. You have 23 new emails today in your overhead account. What is the point of an out-of-office if people just send the same shit every fucking day? You have 418 unread messages in your inbox. Hey, Blue, can I change my out-of-office message to Hey guys, just to let you know, when you get shot in the fucking legs, I'm going to send a carrier pigeon to your home every day of your recovery to shit on your plaster casts and eat out of your recycling bins. Stupid twats. I didn't catch that. Don't worry about it. You have a new voice note. I just want to eat my dinner. Voice note received today at 16.42 hours from Francesca Jones. <sighs> Hi, Clive. It's Francesca. Ugh. Haven't heard from you since the hospital. I assume your legs haven't fallen off. <laughs> anyway, enough with the pleasantries. Time to turn off Sky Sports News and get back in the game. The recon team managed to get something off the drives at Red Valley that weren't stolen by Bryony Halbeck or buried by Aubrey Wood's explosives or destroyed by the bloody sprinkler system. The problem is, you hired a weird man-baby as your archivist, who seems to have recorded everything he did, including soliloquies about the local bird life while sat on the toilet. So most of the files that we've managed to salvage appear to be comprised of total bollocks. (laughs) Either that, or it's some kind of ingenious coded language. Maybe somewhere amongst the endless top trump card games and Nintendo all-nighters, Gordon Porlock and Warren Gobby reveal the secret of hypersleep. So, 
We thought, who do we know that has the mind of a 12-year-old and is sat around with nothing to do? I've sent everything we've got so far to your Blue Sky account. Get through it and let me know what you find. And I mean, listen to everything. The fuck is this? Clive, you and Pamela Jennings are all that's left of the Continue Project. And between you and me, I don't think Pam has got a lot to offer us. She'll be moving on soon, which leaves you. Find me something useful, or no one's going to be continuing uh, uh, at all. Oh, shove this on up your, your ass! I'm going to call Malcolm. Hey, Blue, call Malcolm. Oh, before you go running to Mommy, Malcolm Landry's already signed off on this. And because I know you're a slippery little shit, I went to see the board today, along with the principal trustees. They were all so impressed to hear that despite your injuries and the challenging rehab and the trauma of everything you've been through, you're desperate to get back to work and show them all what you're made of. They can't wait to hear what you'll come up with. They even sent you a get well soon card. Don't let us down, golden boy. <laughs> End of voice note. She's a piece of work. I don't remember receiving a card. It's a digital card sent through the Blue Sky Courtesy app. <sighs> I'd be delighted to read it to you. Yeah, well, I'm still downloading this enormous file of Gordon Porlock debating which Ninja Turtle is going to fuck, marry or kill, so... Yeah, go ahead. Dear Clive, get well soon. Wait, that's, that's it? Signed by the overhead board of directors... That's my card? Jack Reese. Oh, fuck. Fuck that spooky-eyed little shit. Marguerite Kenner. Yeah, same to Marguerite. A fart in the bath. Dev Patel. That dopey fucking sump. Paul James. All-you-can-eat turd buffet. And Hayley Daniel. Bottomless shit. I feel better getting that out of my system, actually. And co-signed by the principal trustees. Yeah, you don't have to read them out, too. I know them all. They're all little dick splashes. You don't want me to read the names of principal trustees who signed your digital Get Well Soon card via the Blue Sky Courtesy app. No! Actually, yeah, do it. Mel Webber. Fucking tinned meat. Robin. Absolute cocking lardon. Kieran McGraw. Oh, big Billy Ballbag. Philip DeGeneres. Little Sammy Scrotum. Connor M. Commodore Buttcheeks. Burn Bernilia. A boiled potato with no fucking butter. Lauren Slozek. Eleven pints of piss. Lucy. Continental fucking breakfast. Kevin Cope. The Great British Fuck Off. Evelyn. The little speck of shit on my toilet brush. Sophie. The little puddle when I put my toilet brush back. Pete Woods. Just my actual toilet brush that I used to poke my own ass shit. And Ben Day. Wanker chief. Thanks for using the Overhead Courtesy app. We hope you'll use this service again. Has <sighs> all this Red Valley rubbish downloaded or what? I've set up a folder for you. Oh, thanks. Oh, Jesus, Webb, look at all this. I, I can't listen to all this. Here, look, we paid people to listen to Warren's bugs and Gordon's ramblings before. Where have they all gone? Are you asking me... No, look, fine, I'll just... Look, I tell Baz and Cockbot I can't play Fortnite today. Do you want to start at the beginning? (sighs) Nope. You're not going to find anything useful until you're way into Godby's hypersleep cycles. I don't know, when did Bryony put him back in after the... Yeah, let's start there. After we bought that fucking tortoise. Playing. Warren? Hey, Gordon, how's it going? Oh... I'm fine. I just had lunch. How are you? I am good. Emerging from hypersleep can be quite relaxing, I'm learning. I'm enjoying your little care package very much, thank you. Oh, no worries. 
so they actually got you some penguin bars. Nice. Oh, yeah. I, I know we got them for me, but I, I thought you'd probably appreciate one. I did. Good joke on this one. Very on brand. Why do penguins always stay in pairs? Um, why? Because freeze a crowd. Oh, <laughs> very good. How much longer are they keeping you in the Met Bay? Grace has a couple more days. I can't feel my feet at the moment, which they seem mildly flustered by. Wait, and you're not bothered about feeling your feet? Nah, they'll be along. I mean, if one of them snaps off or something, that is an inconvenience. <laughs> Anywho, some real finds in the care package, Gordon. Oh, you've gone through it all? Yeah, desperate times with the book choice. Where did you find the novelization of the Sylvester Stallone Judge Dredd movie? Well, that's mine. Yours? You own this? Well, yeah. You want to go on a tangent about wild film novelizations? I really don't. Well, I could tell you about the novelization of the movie Jurassic Park based on the novel Jurassic Park. You could, but you should not. Let's get to the main event. Okay. So, you've read the materials. I have a very breezy and normal read. And you're ready to play? Yeah, I just want to take a moment to say that this is the most Gordon Porlock thing that has ever happened. Is it too macabre? Too macabre. You sent me a pile of documents from the overhead archive detailing the weirdest, most gruesome deaths that have befallen overhead employees throughout its dark and decidedly checkered history, and you want to call this... Overhead Industries presents Dead Top Trumps. Yes, it's too macabre. Warren, while you've been having an apparently nice, relaxing time dipping in and out of your cryopod, I've been up to my nipples in these archives. Even by my own bloodthirsty standards, it is shocking how many people have died in this company over the decades. And it doesn't look like we're finishing up here anytime soon, so I just thought, hey, let's make it fun. Yeah, because death can be fun. It really can. And in a sense... Isn't it slightly reassuring? These guys are dead, and we're not. I can't even begin to unpack that statement. <sighs> right, dead top trumps. I'm going to go first. Shoot. Elias Anthony Becker, door engineer in the pathogen development department. Mm, cool. Right, pathogen department, either studying or making or just containing lethal germs and viruses. Bad news all round, extremely overhead. Mm. So Elias is the guy who makes the doors. The doors? The hardcore doors in the lab. So God forbid anything breaks or gets airborne mm. or could escape containment. These are the fastest closing doors known to man, like the doors on the Death Star. <laughs> I think I know how this ends. Elias is testing his door. He's changing the speeds. Doesn't realise he's put a decimal point in the wrong place and set the door for 0.2 seconds closing instead of 2 seconds. Doesn't get out of the way in time when the door bisects his head into, in perfect alignment with his centre parting, oh. splits him like a banana down to the ribcage, dead as fuck. Strong start. Thank you. We are maniacs for doing this. Okay, my go. Jennifer Hunt, Department of Organic Teleportation. Oh, shut up. What? World's first chronically preserved human being has a problem with someone trying to create a teleporter. Yes, it's ridiculous. It's only ridiculous if it works. And that obviously isn't going to happen. Hence, this top trump. Jennifer Hunt is clearly insane, but she does seem at least a little more honourable than any cryotech scientist you could care to mention, as she only tests her teleportation prototype on herself. Please don't tell me a fly got in there with her. Oh, no, 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 nothing weird like that. It just detonated every molecule in her body like a bomb and bolognaised her all over her laboratory. 
Ah, how wonderful. Overhead chalked it down as a win, though, as the technology was then funneled into weapons development for what they hoped would basically be a disintegration beam. Aha, uh-huh. well, maybe that explains what happened to Robin Hellier then. Got himself Ed 209 by a prototype overhead defence drone that inexplicably misheard his lunch request for a coronation chicken sandwich as a threat of gross intimidation against the state and got everything above his waist blown off with what was apparently called a matter displacement charge. Subsequent diagnostics proved that the overhead defence operating system's got a real problem with Scottish accents. Excellent. Uh, right. Oh, no, you go again. Why me again? I'm building up to a thing. Whatever. I'm getting into it now. Megan Nice, assistant in the chemical nursery, spilled a vat of something with a name I can't pronounce. The fumes of this compound induce an irresistible sense of vertigo, which made her fall over onto her workstation, where a Bunsen burner brained her through the eyeball. <laughs> One more from you. You're starting to disconcert me now. Oh, no. Uh, trust me, it's fair. I'm going to win if you keep going on like this. Oh, I'm glad you feel that way. Okay, Chris Cayella, Animal Testing Division. Classic case of experimental steroid treatment made to boost the strength of military personnel having inconvenient side effects such as lust for human blood. He's testing it on pigs. He was eaten by pigs? Yeah, but very, very muscular pigs. Well, pigs eat people anyway, don't they? Do they? I'm just saying, it's not quite the wild sci-fi death you're making it out to be. Well, if you'd let me finish... I would have told you it also happened on board an orbiting satellite used for testing the molecular density of certain medications in zero gravity. Oh. Eaten by pigs, floating in space. That is good. Your turn. You've really built this up. Okay. Emmy Camuso was kicked in the head by a horse. Oh, well, that's tragic. A cloned horse. Okay, that's more interesting. Emmy Camuso is minding their own business when they get kicked in the head by a cloned horse whose original host DNA horse also killed another overhead employee. What? This original horse killed someone in the early stages of the equine replication project. A horse killed someone? Yeah, Sarah. The horse killed Sarah? No. What? Sarah is the horse. Right, okay. Sarah is the horse. Sarah kills Jesse Calvello, a lab tech in the horse cloning team. And how did Sarah the horse happen to kill Jesse Calvello? Well, Jesse was treating an injury to Sarah's leg in a hyperbaric chamber. What's a hyperbaric chamber? Um, it's a big room full of oxygen that can be used to accelerate the healing process. Mm-hmm. You can't really have metal in a hyperbaric chamber because if for any reason you were able to create a spark in a high oxygen environment, you'd have a major fire risk. Mm-hmm. Anyway, they thought this chamber was really well lined with protective paneling, so they didn't bother taking Sarah's horseshoes off. And they are obviously made of metal. What does she do? Clap her hands together? No. Sarah was just quite a kicky horse, and she ended up kicking the panelling so hard it came loose and exposed the metal sheeting underneath. So one more kick and... Goodbye, hyperbaric chamber. The explosion took out half the department. Jessie Calvello was in there with her. Never knew what hit her. Yikes. That was pretty good, dude. Multiple deaths and everything. Oh, no, no, no. That's just the beginning. So, they clone Sarah the horse, remember? Mm-hmm. Sarah's clone is called Laura. Mm-hmm. And it's Laura that kicks Emmy Camuso in the head and kills them before they even hit the floor. And that's when the theory is born. What theory? That you can clone homicidal tendencies. 
in horses. The theory posited wider possibilities, but for the sake of this anecdote, yes. Homicidal tendencies in horses. My brain is starting to hurt, Gordon. So, Sarah the horse murders Jesse Calvello. Laura the horse murders Enica Musso. I mean, I think there's some conclusions being jumped to here, re the word murder. Every theory starts somewhere. Anyway, Laura is shot in the head. Why is Laura shot in the head? What, she kicked Hemi Camuso to death. They were just minding their business playing Pokemon Go and Laura kicked them so hard one of their eyeballs fell out. She was a horse. Anyway, the next horse clone, whose name is Storm Marriott, is sold in suspicious circumstances as an anonymous thoroughbred to a local breeder called Ben Day who has no hint of her dark past. Her dark past? Poor bloody horse. I suppose this one is also summarily executed for doing something innocent and profoundly horse-like. Storm Marriott tramples Ben Day to death within 24 hours of arriving at his stable. Oh. After chewing his arm off when he reportedly refused to give her a second sugar cube. Uh-huh. In the commotion following Ben Day's cold-blooded murder by horse, <laughs> Storm Marriott <laughs> escapes to roam wild in the Yorkshire Dales. Right, so she, uh, she lives on. Oh, no, no. Clone horses have a genetic metabolic disorder that requires medication, like in Jurassic Park. So, without her meds, she is definitely dead. But... But what? Within the last decade, wild horse deaths in Yorkshire are up 300%. From zero to three, I expect. Just why did Overhead send Storm out into the world, knowing the likelihood that she would follow her clone progenitors? Mm -hmm. Just how many murderous horse babies could she have reared in the Yorkshire countryside, and when will the killings end? I feel insane, and you should know I pressed the button for more morphine about a minute ago, so I'm probably about to fall asleep. To be continued. Oh, does that mean I win? Send more snacks, please. Warren? Well, Warren? and Let Die was written by Jonathan Williams and directed by Alan Mandel. All music, editing and sound design by Richard Orpheus Campbell. Carol Pestridge was assistant director. Performances by Alexander Broad, Natalie Day, Carol Pestridge, Jonathan Williams and Alan Mandel. These episodes were made possible by contributors to our recent crowdfunding campaign. We cannot thank you all enough for your generosity and support. It means the world to us. Thanks for helping us continue. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. In the year 1889, there was nowhere in the world more exciting than London, England. Three cheers for Inspector Lestrade and the bad boys of Baker Street themselves, Sherlock Holmes and Dr. John Watson! Sold! By Sherlock Bloody Holmes of 221 B Baker Street. 
Well, with any luck, we'll get a new brutal murder any day now. God, I wish. It's truly shocking you haven't solved anything in five years. The boys are both out of town for some case about a dog in Dartmoor this weekend. Sincerely, Martha Hudson. London's number two detective team just became number one. Fox and Stallion. Find us on Twitter, Instagram and Tumblr at 224bbaker or on our website 224bbaker.com. It's like they say, big breaks are 90% luck. What's the other 10%? Luck.